What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. So I always wear headphones when I do this podcast just to make sure nothing's happening, but I like can hear my voice the way that you guys are in my headphones, and I can't tell if my voice is really low or it's just raspy but what's so weird is I sing really high and have this like kind of like breathy voice and then I'm like sound like a chain smoker and not like the EDM kind anyways (laughs) just having a little bit of a moment where I'm observing um I don't know it's so weird like hearing the sound of your own voice is so bizarre because it just doesn't sound the same way to you as it does to other people. And a lot of people hate the sound of their voice. I have a song called the sound of my voice. Anyways. Hi, happy new year. I'm recording this on Monday, January 4th, which is like the first Monday of the new year where everybody's at work and, you know, back from vacation. The music industry is so weird because it just shuts down after Thanksgiving. Like people are still going to work, but it's all wrap up stuff. Nobody's starting any new projects. Nobody's signing anybody. Very few people are releasing things. I had a busy beginning of December because of my album release, but it's still just been like really quiet. And I tried to embrace that over the holidays and really just like take the time to set my phone down and not find it for another 12 hours and it was really great and I had a really good time, but I have so much New Year's energy right now. I've scheduled so many things. I wrote in my planner. I got up super early. I've done so much and it's like mid-afternoon, like hell yes, I'm ready to go. So this week's episode is going to be all about my tattoos, the stories behind them. A lot of them I've never shared, not for any particular reason, but it's just haven't had a reason to. And that's what's fun about a podcast is I get to tell you guys too much. 
This was a request from Lauren Alex Hooper, who is um, a singer-songwriter from the UK. She's played songs of her jets before. She's really awesome. And I was taking requests for podcast episode ideas, and she asked me to do one on my tattoos and talk about it because she's been thinking about getting one. And it's um, something that's really important to me. I love the stories behind these. Some of them don't have stories at all, but I'm going to share with you my experiences with tattoos. I got my first tattoo when I was 18, I think. I was about to turn 19, and I had always wanted one. My parents definitely weren't crazy about them. My dad has a old tattoo that he got back in Germany when he was like in sixth grade, and it's like a stick and poke, and you can still see it on his arm, and it's just like a giant G. And over the years, he's told me it stands for different things. First, it was Germany, then it was girls, We'll never know what the G really stands for, but he had a bad experience with tattoos. That's his only one. And he was like, don't get them. And obviously me being me, I didn't listen. So I got a tattoo at 18. My first tattoo is on my rib cage, which is one of the most painful areas you can get your rib cage and your foot. And I got like a big one with shading. It's still one of my biggest tattoos and it was really painful, but I think that it set my expectations for tattoos where like every other one I ever got didn't hurt that bad. So that's really good. People always ask about the pain levels. And I think that that's obviously a natural concern going in and getting one. Another question I get asked and people wonder about is what happens if the tattoo artist messes up? Very valid. I've seen a lot of really terrible tattoos online and, um, in person, there's a there's a guy in my hometown who has a portrait tattoo of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady on his back. And it just, I mean, it's very lifelike, but I just, I think about that all the time. He was like on the local news for it. I think about that all the time. I don't know if I'm going to go so far as to call it a bad tattoo considering it's well done, but you know, there's, there's a wide spectrum of the type of tattoos you can get. And um, then there's just bad ones because they're like messed up and somebody made a mistake. And there's a couple I have that the closer I look, I, I find little things like just a line goes over another line, like by like a literal hair. But that's the nature of anything. Like that's the nature of a painter or even a photographer. Like there's always going to be like a little bit of something wrong. So it doesn't bother me personally. I think that the most important thing you can do to avoid that is go to a reputable shop. Look up your tattoo artist ahead of time. Make sure you know what to expect from their work because there's going to be some artists whose style just doesn't match what you want. Like if there's somebody who does like the old school like sailor tattoos, like the heart that says mom with the arrow through it or like the sparrow tattoos, he's probably not going to want to do your infinity sign on your lower back, you know? So make sure you find an artist who specializes in what you do. And also just know they're all going to laugh at you if you go in there and not like ask for that. Like I've gotten made fun of in a tattoo shop for whatever I've requested. And that's also just part of it. Let them be snobby. They're really good at their jobs. They just hate doing infinity signs. Another question I get asked is, well, what if you regret them when you're older? And yeah, I mean, obviously I've thought about that. These are things that are forever, but I am a commitment phobe and I think I get tattoos to force myself to commit to something, which is an interesting way to handle it. But I like the idea of carrying these with me forever and having them represent different points in my life. And to me, it's less like 
is this tattoo relevant to my life right now or my preferences or my style? No, but it's a part of who I am. And I forget what book it was, but I read one when I was younger and it said we age like an onion where it's just like layer after layer after layer, but like you're still 18 even at 26. You're still six even at 26. You have all these different ages inside of you and I think tattoos are a cool representation of that. So when I look down at my arms, I'm like, wow, that was from the summer of 2018 and it's immediate nostalgia just looking at this art that I have on me and I really, really enjoy that and um, I don't have any tattoos I truly regret. So I had to write out my tattoos because I I have enough now that I've lost track and they're just, I get a lot of little ones. Like I don't have any like big sleeves or anything like that. I have probably like three that are bigger than, you know, like probably the size of my palm, maybe a little smaller. I like, I like the small tattoo thing. Like I think Julia Michaels tattoos are so cute because it's just like a bunch of little ones everywhere and it's very cool. But I had to like think hard and like look in the mirror and be like, am I forgetting a tattoo? Do I have a random one somewhere that I'm forgetting about? I have one on the back of my neck that I always forget about. So I had to do some real research on these, but these are my tattoos. My first one, like I said, was on my rib cage and it is a drawing that I did myself and it is based off of a worship song that um, helped me when I was in a really tough place and it's normally matched up with um, Amazing Grace, but it's My Chains Are Gone, I've Been Set Free, My Christ, My Savior Will Rescue Me. And I got chains that are broken in the shape of the eating disorder recovery symbol, which is like half a heart and then a line on the outside of it. It's kind of like an opened up heart, I guess. And so it's chains and then around the edges it says My Chains Are Gone which was really important to me at the time. And I think that, you know, there's, there's no time in my life I'm ever going to look at that and not have it be important to me. Like, is it my favorite tattoo stylistically? Do I wish that I'd gotten it like a little smaller? Maybe, but I don't know. It's just such an important reminder. And for me, I got it when I was 18. And that was when I really first started to go into recovery from my eating disorder. So it just kind of immortalized a very important time for me. And so because of that, I'm always going to look back at that tattoo and and love it. The second one I got was kind of random. It is an arrow on the back of my neck. I think I saw something on Pinterest. I was like 19 at the time. So I think I saw something on Pinterest and it was like an arrow has to be pulled backward before it can shoot forward. And you know, that's a really cool sentiment, but everybody else had that sentiment from Pinterest as well. So that was one of the ones where the tattoo artist kind of rolled their eyes, but it's cute. It's on the back of my neck. You never see it. Um, but when I put my hair up in a ponytail, it's kind of fun. The third one was my first big one because I could hide both of those, but I got this one when I was probably 21 and I had been working at a corporate job. I worked front desk and concierge at a four star hotel, which I think might be worse than five stars because it's like, I don't know. It's just like always trying to overcompensate for that one star that it's missing. And I've worked some really shitty jobs. Like I worked at a hot dog stand and I passed out flyers in short shorts to get people to go to this bar on Broadway. And I worked at a clothing store where I had to deal with Karens all the time. And this was, oh, I literally had a job picking up dog shit one time. But the worst one was this because I was good at it. And that kind of scared me because I was 
doing really well. And, you know, I, I had gotten a raise and I was, I was really good at it and I liked it, but it was so time consuming. I didn't have time to do music and this was in Nashville. So I was like, I moved here to do music. I didn't move here to work all day and then come home at 1130 and be exhausted and have money in my bank account, but not have done anything related to music that week. So I started singing at other hotels and I was able to transition to just doing that full time. And so for the first time in my life, I was a full-time musician. I was just playing shows. I mean, they were like three to four hour cover gigs, but I loved it. And I never wanted to work in the corporate world ever again, because I know given like my achiever tendencies, I, I liked being good at it and I know that I could like go back to that career and enjoy it and lose focus, you know, like that. I felt that way at the time. Obviously now I couldn't, I mean, I'm, I'm fully on board and I was fully on board then, but like you'd have to feed yourself, you know, and I wasn't making anything off music. So I got this immediately after I quit the job because I was like, I'm going to ensure that I can never work in the corporate world again. Tattoo on my lower arm. You could see it through the uniform. I was like, no, I'm getting it. So I have a big rose. I always loved roses. Um, my grandma and my mom really loved them. And I got a really cool, like old school one. And my friend actually did it up in Maine, which was awesome. She did a great job. And I just love it. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but to me, it's a reminder of getting to do music for a living because that's been my dream forever. All right. Number four is my worst one for sure. Um, <laughs> so I went to church camp growing up and our theme song was Blue Water, Big Sky, Bible Camp at Mattapanai. Blue Water, Big Sky, Mattapanai. Like, I'm not kidding. That was the, the church camp theme song. But I went from kindergarten to my senior year of high school and it was really important. It's where I learned to play guitar. It's where I met Ariana, one of my best friends. And um, I met my other friend Elizabeth there and she's, you know, one of my oldest friends. And we got matching tattoos one summer when she was in Nashville. I was probably like 22 at this point. And we thought we'd get a wave going into the sun because of, you know, blue water, big sky. So if, you, if you're having a hard time visualizing this, look it up on Pinterest because it's definitely like a popular one. I don't know if it's just where we got it, but we got it on the inside of our feet and it was really painful. Like I can still feel it when I think about it. So I wouldn't recommend that spot for that reason. Um, but it also, the way it came out, it kind of looks like a cherry bomb. And even more so than that, when we'd hold them together because we got them on opposite feet, like when her and I would put ours next to each other, it looked like a 69. So it was, um, did not come out the way I intended. The tattoo artist did nothing wrong. I just wasn't thinking. And maybe it's because I got it too big. I don't really know, but it doesn't bother me. It looks cute when I wear high heels, but I think if you saw it, you would definitely think it was a cherry bomb and not a wave going into the sun. Actually, <laughs> if you want to see it, um, there is this freaking website called celebrity feed or wiki feed. I don't know. Somebody sent it to me one time and it's like a feet website and you rate celebrities feet and they like upload pictures that there's pictures on there that are from like my friends, Instagram stories that I didn't even repost. Like there's pictures on there from when I was like 17, like just feet pictures. And, um, one of them is my tattoo. So if you want to look it up, you can go see it. Um, and I'm proud to say 
even though I'm horrified by it, I have a five-star rating. So yeah, my friend's mom found that because she was like looking for my website and she was like, um, have you seen this? And I was like, geez, I, yeah, things you don't think about when you want to do music for a living. So I went a few years without getting one. Those tattoos were between 18 and 21 and I had only gotten four. So I was kind of spaced out. Like then I went a little crazy. This is still one of my favorite tattoos, but I have it on the side of my wrist and it's a little lightning bolt. And I got this the summer of 2018. I had just gone through the beginning of that breakup that I talk about and write about all the time, but it was big. So, you know, it's going to happen. But I had just, it was when I was trying to decide if I wanted to stay with him or not, but he'd already told me that he cheated on me. And I stayed at a friend's house that weekend because I just didn't want to, you know, be around him. And my friend Cassidy Pope asked me if I wanted to go see a Jimmy World concert with her. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I like was getting ready to go. And then I decided I wanted to get a tattoo and I had just started playing the Opry. And the second time I ever played, I had noticed one of the guitar players, guitar straps. And it's, um, one of the, one of the guys I'm trying to remember, I remember his name, but I don't remember which one gave it to me, but a member of the Opry band, he had this really cool pink strap with a lightning bolt on it. And I was like, Oh my God, I love that guitar strap. Like, where'd you get it? And he was like, well, at the Opry, we only have pink guitar straps and capos and whatnot because nobody ever steals them because it's really noticeable. So if you guys are ever watching a video from the Opry and you see an artist using a pink guitar strap or something, it's because they forgot theirs, which is so funny. So like, think like Hunter Hayes has used one and um, Don Schlitz and it's just, it's a really funny little inside insider info at the Opry. But I really loved it and he was like, well, do you want it? And I was like, are you kidding me? And so he gave me the guitar strap and it has Opry band written in Sharpie on the back. It's one of my most prized possessions. I use it all the time. And I started doing tick marks every time I played the Opry, which I'm very excited to tell you. I'm playing again on January 9th for the first time in like a year. Cause obviously they've been closed. I'm so, so excited to be back and to see those guys. And I will definitely be using my guitar strap. So I was like super excited for the Jimmy World concert, super wound up. And I was like, I'm going to go get a lightning bolt tattoo because fuck this guy. Like he might've broken my heart and I might feel like my world's upside down, but I get to play the Opry and I want to remind myself that I get to do that shit because when you're going through something really depressing, it affects every aspect of your life. And you can very quickly fall into a, Oh my God, like my life is so hard. My dreams are never going to come true. And it's like, no, 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 girl, you just wasted a long time on an asshole. It's actually going to get a lot better from here. So I wanted to remind myself of why I do what I do and that everything was going to be okay. So I got a brand new tattoo. Then I got to go see Jimmy world with Cassidy and just like, dance my ass off and that was such an important night and I think it really helped me see that the breakup wasn't going to be the end of the world there was still going to be great days snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. And then like literally a couple months later, it was my birthday and I was like, I want to get a tattoo. So me and my best friend Candy Carpenter went in and I got a Nirvana smiley on the back of my arm. My first band ever was a Nirvana cover band. I've always, always loved them. They're just... Kurt Cobain's incredible and I, I love Dave Kroll and Chris Novoselic is still like they did that reunion thing like last year and it was amazing but he's like a politician now which is so badass I'm just a really big fan I love Pat Smear he was in Germs which is one of my favorite punk bands so it's just Nirvana is a very important band to me and I you know it's like a reminder of where I came from also it's fun and, and cute and edgy and I liked it so that was another breakup tattoo and I love the concept of a breakup tattoo. I think there's something really, I don't know. It's like, it's really empowering to go and make a forever decision when you just lost something you thought was going to last forever. And I actually ended up writing a song about it with my friends, Lindsay Jackson and Phil Barton, and it's called breakup tattoo. And I'm going to play a little bit of it for you now. So I hope you guys enjoy it.
I wrote that song for Open Book in August of 2018, and it didn't make the project, but it's a song I've always really loved. It kind of reminds me of Michelle Branch, kind of those 2000s guitar pop vibes, and I, I don't know, I just really love the song. So the next tattoo I got, these ones all just happened really quickly, like 2018 to in 2019 were just tattoo years. So Candy and I went in and we got a matching tattoo and we have an eye with a heart in the middle instead of a pupil. And there's a quote from the little prince about how the best things in life are seen with the heart and not the eyes and how you should look at everything with love and, and not just see it for what it is, like see it with love and intention behind it. So that's a little reminder and it's on my finger. And the fun thing about finger tattoos is a lot of times the artist will just let you tack them on when you get a regular one. So I got the Nirvana smiley and then I got like a little star and a Saturn on my finger and they'll just be like, cause they don't have to change the needle cause it's the same person. So that's always a fun fact. You can always very kindly ask your, um, ask your artist and tip them well. The next one I got was a complete impulse tattoo, but it's one that's so important to me. I was in Key West in May of 2019. I had just finished recording my album. I'd written Angry Butterfly, and butterflies are super important to me because my older sister, Ashley, the one who passed away, she had a purple butterfly tattoo, and she always loved them. Like I got her old sheets when we were younger and because I, I wanted them so bad. I think they were probably from Delia's, but they were like blue and had butterflies all over them. We had butterfly stuff all over the house and she just always loved them. And I think butterflies are obviously so symbolic and, and so beautiful and some of the most insanely gorgeous things that are on this earth and just occur naturally. Like I'm looking at this little poster that I have in my room right now of a bunch of different types of butterflies and I'm just like, holy shit, how does that color just exist in nature? You know? Anyways, I promise I'm not high. I just really like butterflies. <laughs> but so I was in Key West and I was talking to my friend and we were like, what if we just went and got tattoos right now? So we go to this tattoo shop and I decided to get a butterfly to commemorate Angry Butterfly and um, it matches my sister. So it's like done in the same style. It's a little smaller, but my other sister really loves it. So she's going to get the same one. And then when Chloe, my sister's daughter, is old enough we're gonna take her and she'll go get a matching tattoo too so we'll all have butterflies and that one's on my wrist I never wanted to get anything on my wrist unless it was super important because those are the ones you have to look at the most often and every time I look down at my hands I see it and I think of Ashley and it's so special oh and then one time I was hiking with some friends and we were sitting there and we saw a bunch of butterflies and they were so pretty and we're sitting there and one of them like landed on my friend and then it went over and jumped to me and landed right on my tattoo, like directly on it. And it was purple and it just stayed there. And it was the coolest thing ever. And it's really common for, you know, people to talk about how if you love someone and they passed away for them to kind of send you a sign in the form of a butterfly. And so that was really really gave me a lot of chills, but her daughter and son like love butterflies and we got to go see a giant tent of them in Disney world. And I don't know, just really fucking love butterflies, man. My next one is from the summer of 2019, I think. And I was kind of going through an existential crisis. Like, you know, why are we here? What's the point? What's up in the sky? Is God real? Like one of those ones. And <laughs> you know, as, as you do every once in a while. And it was sort of getting to me. And I had a night where I was just like, 
why why am I doing this? Like everything hurts, everything's going wrong. It was before the album came out, and I just was kind of in a in a not necessarily dark place, but in a very questioning place, and bordering on nihilism. And just just for a moment, like these are these are moments like not my general perspective. Obviously, I believe in a higher power, but I was like just you know questioning it. And I was laying on a, like outside of a yurt with some of my friends. Like we went and rented a yurt in the Smoky Mountains and it was so cool. But we're laying down and staring up at the sky and it was just like flickering and sparkling and the stars are so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, there's no way that this was just a random coincidence. I'm like, somebody put those there like... God is real. And even in the darkest moments, you can find a little sparkle everywhere. So I got like three little sparkles on my arm. It's kind of silly, but I really, I really like it. And and that's just an important thought. It's a little cheesy, but I think it's very real. Just to remind myself that there's beauty even in the bad parts of life. This next one is probably my favorite and it is on my arm. It is from a tarot card from the deck called Soul Cards, and the artist is Kokarina, and she does a bunch of different stuff, like not just tarot cards. My boyfriend got me a journal that she done for my birthday, which was like such a great gift, and she does just the coolest, like simple, very like spacey art. And I had pulled a lot of cards when I was doing open book. Like I'd also like to preface that tarot cards aren't like some scary thing. They're just like little things that you can play with and you find the answers that you need. And I don't know. I just think that they're fun. I use them when I meditate and you can shuffle the deck and find something. And each card has something to say to you. And people always think it's like, like the death card, the death card doesn't mean you're going to die. The death card means that something in your life is coming to a close and you need to clean it out before you can let something new begin. And that's beautiful. It just has a skull on it. That's it. And <laughs> so I really like tarot cards. I got into them like two years ago and I just think they're really cool. The history of them is fascinating. And I actually found out that my great times 16 grandfather was an alchemist. I found this out on the internet. It was so crazy. I did some like really deep genealogy stuff. And some of his art from his books went on to become modern day tarot cards and like some of the the OG decks from like the 1900s, 1800s, which is so cool. So that made me feel even closer to them. But when I was making open book, I would do a lot of different little readings when I was on the road and just be like, you know, what could I be doing to further my career and, and make myself feel better? And what could I be doing? And, you know, you pull these cards and you find the answers. And I think really, the answers are always inside of us. They're, they're never out there. Like, you know what you need to do. And that's why when we ask for advice, it's always hilarious because like, you know, the answer you want to get, but then, you know, the answer that's the right one. And sometimes they're both, but like, sometimes my friends will ask me for advice and I'm like, then they go do the exact opposite. I'm like, well, why did you ask? You know what I mean? What's the point? And if you just look inside yourself, like we always know what's right and our hearts will guide us. And I think that's very important. So that's why I like tarot cards, but that's also the tarot card I got. So every single reading I pulled for open book, I kept pulling this card called the hermit card. And it is, it's actually what is, what's the cover of that Led Zeppelin album. And it's this man holding a lantern, but because this is a really modern deck, it's like super abstract. And it's just like this really cool lantern. 
And it's like super simple, just a bunch of lines and it's really, really cool. But I kept pulling it and that card means finding the answers within yourself, realizing that the light is inside of you and you can guide your own way and find your own path. You just have to go within yourself and learn how to enjoy solitude and find peace and silence. And that's always been really hard for me because I like to be surrounded by constant noise, constant activity, borderline chaos. I don't like to stay at home. I mean, listen to Gatsby and you'll get the idea. But during the making of open book, that was the first time I was ever alone in my life. Like I'd gone from living with my mom to living with my boyfriend and just never had bit like come home to an empty house. And I lived on my own and I was on tour, but I was just touring by myself and it was me, my tour manager and my driver. And I was just alone in the back bunk, like all the time. And I had to learn how to be okay with that and how to enjoy my own company and not run from my own thoughts. So I kept pulling this card and I was like, shit, okay, well, clearly somebody's telling me something. And, uh, on the Leanne Rhymes store last year. So last December, December of 2019, I guess that's not last December anymore. Just give me a break. Anyways, it was December of 2019 and my friend and I were in Atlanta and I was just like, let's get tattoos. And we go in and it was just super cool. And it's one of my favorites. It's like on like right above the inside of my elbow and I'll post a picture of it, but it's, it's just one of my favorites ever. And it's a good reminder that, Hey, you should spend some time alone. And last but not least, my newest tattoo is one I got on my living room floor during quarantine. Um, my roommate had, someone staying with us and, um, we'd all had, we'd all had COVID. She was quarantining with us while she was in Nashville and, um, she was getting good at doing stick and pokes and she had like a professional set. So it wasn't like a pen and (laughs) a needle. It was like an actual legitimate stick and poke kit, but I just laid on my floor with my face and a pillow while she drew a little crystal ball on the outside of my arm. Like it's right above my elbow. And it's super small. And I just like it because I use that emoji all the time. (laughs) And it was really fun. It didn't hurt as bad as I thought it would. It definitely took a while, but it was just like little pokes. And it definitely didn't feel like a shot. Like it just kind of felt like a, like a tiny little, just a tiny little poke. And I don't know. I really like it. I think it's a funny story. Like I was, you know, no tattoo shops were open. And I was like, nope, I'm getting one anyways. I'm going to find a way. So that was really fun. And she got a little practice in because I was like, I don't care if it sucks. Like I can just get it covered up. It's so small and it didn't suck. She did a wonderful job. Last but not least, I want to talk about something that's even more important to me than my tattoos. There's been several people, like a lot actually, like a, like a really decent amount of people who have gotten my lyrics tattooed on them. And that always just blows my mind. Like one of my fans, Brooklyn, has Fight Like a Girl lyrics in my handwriting and there's so many others who have like had me like write out something and, and gotten these tattoos with things from my songs that have really spoken to them. And I think that's the ultimate goal. There's this one girl who has um, a giant back piece, like giant, like takes up her entire back and it says perfume sweet and whiskey strong. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to be with you your entire life. And then there was this other woman who had the coolest sleeve and it was, these are big tattoos we're talking about. Like there's a little lyric ones and then there's this one and it was a bottle of whiskey and a perfume bottle. And it said like perfume sweet and whiskey strong over it. And it took up her entire arm and it was so cool. And I just don't think that there's any bigger compliment to an artist than someone liking what you have to say enough to get it on them forever. So yeah, kind of blows my mind. 
I think the next tattoo I want to get is lyrics to Motorcycle Drive-By by Third Eye Blind. It's a super important song to me. It inspired a lot of things, and um, I might have a little surprise coming next year involving that. So keep your eyes peeled. But there's a line in it that says, I've never been so alone, and I've never been so alive. And it's just another reminder that, like, you know, alone doesn't mean lonely. Like, you have the answers inside of you. And it wasn't until I didn't have anybody that I found myself. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening to me talk about my tattoos. Thank you so much for the episode recommendation, Lauren. And if you guys have anything you want to hear, please tweet me at Kaylee Shore. My social media is in the info for this episode. You guys, we just hit over 50,000 listeners. I think it's probably closer to 60,000 by now, but I just want to say thank you so much. I'm so blown away by what this podcast has done and I'm super thankful for you guys. And I will see you next Wednesday. I'm Kaylee Shore and this is Too Much To Say. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.